Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel with Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with Rehab. What's up? Finally a beautiful day in Los <laughs> Yes, Angeles. yes, finally. I remember when... Uh, we were talking about doing the interview and it was outside, but last week it was super cold. Yeah, it was cold. so raining. <laughs> yeah, cold. So I was like, maybe try next week. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect now. <laughs> so, were you born in Morocco or your parents are from there? Or From Morocco? Yeah, yeah. What's the no, connection? So, uh, parents uh, from Morocco, born in Holland. Okay. Yeah. A so, lot of Moroccan people in Holland. Do you still have a lot of family connections in Morocco? The or? most, uh, almost yeah. everyone is uh, still in Morocco. Oh, yeah. so your parents moved to Holland for their jobs? My mother got married in Holland uh, with, a, with a person, uh, yeah, long story. Anyways, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what do your parents do in Holland or when you were growing up? My mother, uh, don't, I'm not so familiar with my dad, but my mother uh, was an arbor, uh, how do you say that? A consultant, so if you mm. can find a job for two years, she would consult you, getting back on, you know, in the. I say as a yeah, back getting back in the uh, working society, yeah. or I don't know how to say. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you think you got your creative side from her? Do you know where it's from? <laughs> I don't think from my mother. <laughs> um, she's more of a business lady, I feel. Uh, no, she's just like very organized. Like oh, okay. she wanted me to be a, like a banker or something. <laughs> but uh, no. Um, I just said in general, I think cultural uh, in Holland, dance music was just big and I was always a bit like of a dreamer, you know, mm. like a dreamer when I was a kid and I, I like to stay home and draw or play with, uh, I think it was like G.I. Joe back in the day, like play my own little stuff and I remember because in Holland the Wednesdays are like free, uh, class is only like till 12. Mm -hmm. And I would always just play the whole day in the house <laughs> or in the garden. Early on, you were just tuning into the radio a lot. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. And who were you? Who was on the radio at that time that you got absorbed into? You know, uh, there was this thing called the Box and MTV. I, mm -hmm. I liked that a lot because the Box was like you 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 would call and they could play a record, and of course, in Holland is such a dance country. Dance was getting really big. Um, so I, I remember in the like early things that I remember was like um, uh, the Prodigy, uh, no good because they were like break dancing in the basement, and uh, which one was the other one of the Prodigy? Out of Space, which I love still, and uh, also on the hip hop level like uh, Dr. Dre, like a Snoop mm. Dogg, What's My Name, and uh, Nothing But a G Thing. Those records were like those really you know stayed with me. Early on, were you playing any instruments or anything? Or? You know, I wasn't really much of an instrument player. I don't know why. I, mm -hmm. Like I was like, Pfft. and we had a, like a piano. So I, but I, I didn't really enjoy it that much at that time, which is really weird because I really like somehow wish I could go back, you know, mm -hmm. and, and 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 do. But what I did enjoy a lot was like listening to the records and being like, what's in that instrument? What is this instrument? But maybe that's more as a producer, you know. Uh, I wanted to figure that stuff out at a really young age and I could remember like all the sounds oh, and the wow. melodies that I, I wanted to dissect the record more than instead of playing it which is really weird mm -hmm. but you know and what was the music going on in how do you say it Breda? Breda, Breda, Breda yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breda is a small city it's like <laughs> a, it's um, 
only like a hundred thousand people. Mm. But uh, of course, we have Tiesto from Breda, Hardwell, yeah. uh, Hardwell, same high school as me. Oh, uh, um, did you know him back then? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. He was. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, just, just there wasn't really much. But what, what what helped for me was internet was just about to explode. You know, it was just. You know, we had like Napster. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know Napster. You know, oh, if you're yeah. in your, LimeWire. If you're <laughs> in your thirties, you know, <laughs> you know LimeWire was after the Kazaa. Oh, after. Kazaa and Napster was the first. Yeah, so yeah. that's how I got really like into music, because then I was like just downloading stuff and figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were you sharing music with Hardwell back then? Like, did you? Yeah, we made yeah, some, yeah we made some records together. Like in high school, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. He and used to live like uh, after I moved for the second time. He would live very close to me. How would you describe your personality back then, growing up? My personality. Wow. Hmm. It's an interesting one. Kind of a logic person, you know. Like if it doesn't make sense, I don't want to do things. Sounds like your mom, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a, yeah, yeah. I like the float between creative and logic. Mm -hmm. But I'm very assertive in uh, mm. the fact. Like I only like to do things that I think are like are like a progression in life. So I'm not like oh, I'll just hang out here doing nothing. That's not me, even when I was a kid, like I wouldn't hang out or do nothing. I was always like, oh, let me learn something. I was very, like, wanted to learn new things, curious. Mm -hmm. And you first got interested in DJing was from like going to kids' parties, right? Yeah, and kids you heard that Yaya is the Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Oh, that was later on. That oh. was uh, that was just electronic music, very okay. true. But it was like even at the high school, like there was uh, like these dances, and you would like could dance with a girl, and when they play a slow song, I was like, wow, the DJ is very like uh, very very powerful. Yeah. But uh, D Ramirez, uh, yeah, yeah, Body Rocks, of course, so the D Ramirez remix. I remember hearing that, and that was like, cause you know. What I liked about hip hop back in the day, it was like a lot of bass in hip hop, a lot of sop, a lot of 808s. But electronic music was still not as as bass heavy on the on the, on the low end. And then you know those uh, tour room guys, I think it was tour room guys, Dave Spoon, D Ramirez, they started making some stuff, and it was like it was so so much body in the in the low end and I was like that's what I want to make mm -hmm. and then what made you decide to study was that economic marketing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I had to study something <laughs> it was such a generic uh, um, decision you know like oh with this one I can go all the ways it's maybe beneficial in music it's beneficial for this so it was a bit of a generic one you know mm -hmm. did you like business no for sure yeah. I, I like I like the concept uh, of mathematics and business if there's one solution I like it you know also you were strong in those subjects and I was I was yeah. very strong in those subjects uh, I was strong in math uh, what I like is you know uh, in, in some uh, professions there's a lot of answers right Mm -hmm. But in mathematics and accounting and stuff, there's only one answer, yeah. and that's the correct pun. <laughs> so I like that about it. That's what I very much enjoyed. Did you think that if it wasn't for music, you would be in a business? Yeah, business it would be career? in something like numbers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I still enjoy numbers, statistics. <laughs> she had this uh, thing. 
this program, I think called SPSS, and it was like a statistics oh, yeah, program, you know? That. Okay, yeah. I was very good at it. You were good I, at that. I loved it. Oh, well, it was hard. <laughs> Where was your music interest at by the point when you were going to college, uni? I thought I had good taste, and I was like, taste goes a long way, you know? Like, uh, if you have good taste, it can, it's, it, um, it can be interesting, you know? Uh, you can do something with it. And I thought I had good taste. Technique wasn't that great, but I believed in my taste. And I was like, if I just get better, then maybe something will happen. And, uh, you know, it happened. Mm -hmm. Did you finish college? Yeah, I finished it, yeah. And were you putting out music before that? Or what was the timeline like with your mm, music when you were No, I was out? like releasing it during college, uh, the university. I don't know what, in yeah. the Holland, the system is a bit different. Mm -hmm. So for my bachelor, I was like releasing it. So towards the end when I was having a little success and I had to finish my degree, I was like, <laughs> yeah. What did your mom think of you doing music early on? You know, in the beginning, she didn't think much of it, but I think I was kind of lucky that um, I, I always would deliver, you know, like my grades would be decent. Mm. I wouldn't. I never felt in class. I would just, you know, they would. They called me like, uh, oh yeah, this guy, he will make it. You know, like he mm. didn't have the best grade, didn't have the worst grades, which is in the middle. And then what happened after you graduated? Well, when I had the degree, I started like really tour. Um, what would be? Let me think. Yeah, it would be. I started like touring already, and then a little bit later, I went international, got signed to Afrojack. Uh, this label. Mm -hmm. So this was before your song out in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that was like 2009 or 2010. Like the Brutata, the bottle song. That must be 2010 or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that helped. How did you meet people early on in the industry? We just knew each other. We knew each other. It was a small world, you know. And I made a couple of records that that DJs were playing in Holland. And uh, yeah, it was just a small world. Was it through the radio that more people listened to, or how was it back in the no, day? No, it was more like we had this like thing called Hives, and um, I think Facebook was just starting to get big, but we had like things, and people just knew, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so you really just early on just made money off music. You didn't even need another job or anything to do with No, 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 because the records didn't really make money, because oh. it was like bootlegs, remixes. It was, it was, um, no... But from touring or not even Not that? even that, because the touring was even losing money. Because I remember doing like a show for 250 euro and gas money was almost the same because I had to drive like a couple of hours back and forth. So. <laughs> no, but what happened was um, it was enough for me to sort of, because I had another job also while going to school. Oh, what but was it? it? Uh, I was carrying boxes at DHL at the reload department. Mm. So you have to make sure that all the boxes, or like let's say they give you two, 200 boxes, that they all fit in the container. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little puzzle. <laughs> I used to do that. But yeah, no, that paid my way to getting more equipment for produ production. Because I was just in the switch of it going fully software, but those plugins were expensive in the beginning. How were you teaching yourself early on? Were there tutorials online? It was just forums, or not even yet. Forums and no tutorials. It was very different times, because if you figured something out that people didn't know, you would like you could survive off that for a trick for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, so many tutorials. <laughs> Were you in the laid back looks forum? 
Also, yeah. 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 He had like a forum and people were like, oh, when you take that sound, that preset, and you do change it, this, this and that, you know? Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then how did you meet Afrojack? Um, we were signed to the same agency and I just knew him from before, like in 2007 already. He was also a young cat, you know, we're all from the same era. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to sign with him? I mean, he was killing it and he was an inspiration. Like, it was like insane how good of records he was releasing. It was insane. And then how did you get from that to more of the international? He actually made me international. He took me on mm -hmm. tour in the US. It was, you know, a big shout out to Afrojack. I know we don't talk <laughs> much anymore, but a big shout out, you know, mm -hmm. always love. <laughs> and then how did you meet uh, Kashmir? I knew him because uh, I did like a, um, I just knew him because I did like a remix for uh, Dev and uh, he was producing Dev and he made like like a G6 and then uh, I made like a single for Enrique Iglesias, co-produced that. Yeah, actually how did that happen? I, I was just like, just via email, you know, they asked me and I was a, uh, and then there was like a writing camp in Miami and he was there too and I just always knew him a little bit. He released a record called Megalodon and I emailed Spinning because it was like an ID and he was like, oh, this is a really nice record, who's this? And he's like, yeah, very special guy from America, this and that. And it's like, that's Niles. <laughs> so I hit up Niles. I said, that's a great record, let's make one together. And that's how Karate was uh, born mm, or started. Yeah. Took a long time to finish. Were you always making original music like in a session was that difficult to learn how to work with a songwriter or writer in a session mm, i feel like with electronic music many times it's in your own little zone because sound design plays such an important part and that doesn't that requires a lot of patience and if you're in a session that you know then three people are watching you making trying to change the lead sound is like not that interesting for people <laughs> And what is it like producing for like Enrique Inglés compared to like your own song that you put out yourself? You know, it's just a lot of a long journey. You know, I, for me, uh, it's very different. You know, like uh, in uh, in your own stuff, you're in control. What do you want? What do you like? And there, you're dealing with so many things because it's such a big brand. So, very different. Mm -hmm. And how did you first meet Rihanna? Um, of course, I was signed to Three Six Zero for a while, uh, Rock Nation. And then she asked me on tour after I did a couple of remixes for her. I think I met her in Berlin. It was amazing. She's like glowing. <laughs> like she is though. Glowing. After she just got off stage. Cool. I like Rihanna. Mm -hmm. And then you went on tour with her? Yeah, I was on tour with her for a couple of shows in Europe. How did you get interested in investing and developing apps? Oh, uh, you know, when you're like uh, in your own company, you, you feel like, oh, this is missing, an app like this is missing, like, and it's not, it, it, it isn't that much that is developed from scratch, you can take open source codes and change some things around, but it just makes things in your own team easier, if that makes sense. Even on the label side or the marketing side, some things like that. What kind of apps were they? Secret. Really? How many years has it been since <laughs> no. you were working on it? <laughs> no, it's not that much, uh, but some <laughs> things like uh, automatic, like exporting inside, like uh, when you have like marketing and you have to make like uh, different versions in different languages that that all goes automatic. That sort of stuff. Is that your first venture outside of music? No, yeah. No, we also do real estate a little bit, so. Wait, who's we? Uh, me and my mother. So. Oh, that's so nice. Yes, yeah, help me on it. <laughs> How long have you been doing real estate with your That mom? was pretty early on, like when I first like was getting a little success. 
My mother said, uh, no new car. <laughs> Invest. So She's a, smart. <laughs> she was very smart. And you talked to me in previous interviews how social media became more and more a part of the DJ producer life. Mm -hmm. How was it like? Because you went through the beginning stages where it didn't even happen. And mm -hmm. do you think it was like difficult in a way to be like, oh, this is such a big part of music. It might not even be music anymore. It's about social media and balancing that. I think it's now gotten even bigger that it's more about social media right now. But in the beginning, I think it was just getting internationally known. And it was more about like music because the range was like full. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, and now it's all like, it got a lot more commercial. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then it was more innocent. Do you think you have pressure from it now? You know, I should, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's good that you don't, I mean. No, you know, it is what it is, you yeah. know, it is what it is. You know, it's like, if you, uh, like you have obviously like people following you, music fans, and you have like fans all around the world, and if you post something that is, uh, relating to the US tour. Of course, people from uh, Asia are not really gonna like that mm -hmm. post. So I don't try to look at the numbers. I just try to think like, as long as uh, I'm releasing uh, good content and good music, uh, we'll be fine, you know. What clicked to you to start a radio show? I think it's just good every week. It's also good for me, first of all, because uh, every week I have to go to all the records and find the best records. So it keeps me very fresh and updated on the music. And also for the fans, you know, I hear that all the time on my, um, Twitter or in real life, like I use it for my gym session or whatever, and that's like nice. Uh, Cyberpunk uh, started that two and a half years ago, I think. So. Mhm. Mm and how, do you balance that with the radio? Like a lot of crossovers between the two with the new. Yeah, music? yeah. I try to. Yeah, I yeah. try to figuring out doing some more releases of like other acts uh, on the label, because I didn't do that much in the beginning, just because, uh, you know, it's a big commitment to, uh, you know, when someone else works on a record and uh, you have to release it, you know, you better release it good, so I don't want to disappoint people. And you really want to work with Coldplay, right? <laughs> I would love to work with Coldplay. What about them? I think they fit an electronic music vibe very well, you know? Mm -hmm. I think they, they, because it's so airy and dreamy, that fits a nice festival vibe, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And what was your inspirations behind the wave? Ah, that's a good one. Good question. Just in general, you know, I try to make music that I like, <laughs> or yeah, and that I like and release it, and I don't think too much of it and have fun with it. But for me, the way for what I wanted to do, I wanted to be a pretty diverse album. Like I think the the lead record of the album, The Wave, is very relaxed and chill, makes you want to chill on the beach. While, for example, Lullaby on the album is very like festival, dreamy, big feeling. And then you have some other records on the album, like Radio Silence, which is more like organic with the guitar so I try to change it up the whole time. And how do you compare that with the inspirations for Trouble? Trouble was my first album you know yeah. so I'm still learning but I love Trouble like also now you know like I love still the record Trouble on the album uh, it's just different I, don't, I can't explain it you know I try to go from here it's not that much uh, of uh, when I tend to think a lot and overthink it then it gets really bad but when I'm just having fun with it it works much better. How would you say the music has made, you've made has changed compared to the early songs? Oh, the mixing has got a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> and the sound design. No, but... Uh, How about the style or the... Yeah, style changes, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm better musically right now, but also what is, I'm less stressed about it, like I'm having fun with it. Like 
back in the day, I was like very worried, like, oh, is this good enough? Is this just, I'm just like, if I like it, we'll be good. Mm -hmm. Actually, this question I asked laid back looking, yeah. Quintino, but how would you say EDM has changed since you first got into it? Oh, it went through so many waves, mm -hmm. you know? It's, it's like fashion, it just changes all the time. Mm -hmm. And you, I like to adapt, like, I like, you know, it's like, a kitchen right you don't want to eat the same pasta every week you know or every month and at a certain time you have to change it up you know also for yourself to to stay uh, to stay inspired and to evolve mm -hmm. so that's why what I like about EDM it's always evolving and he also said like he feels that EDM is getting too chain smokery do you agree with him oh no I disagree because at the end you know you know when you play the festivals Things are gonna work that are gonna work. Of course, you know, there's like more poppy segment right now, but I'm very happy that this, uh, let's say, sub-genre is very popular because it makes the DJ scene bigger, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I'm, uh, I'm excited when I see uh, Zed with Katy Perry, just because that means that dance music is still winning and thriving, you know? And how do you keep up with your style? Because I feel like with how you were saying with dance music, it's so trend-based and how you yeah. don't, you don't want to get like looped into like constantly, you know, just keeping up with the trends, but also with your own yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I uh, you know, I feel like now I survived a couple of styles. So mm -hmm. then, then you get your own sound within the styles. Like, I think it's very hard when you are like a new DJ and you come up with a cool, you, like you have a cool style and that style becomes very hot and then that style dies down then it's important to figure out what to do next if that makes sense and i feel like i had like the electro house style and then more f future house and then more future bass and then more big room they all went like this and you know we're still here yeah still alive <laughs> how would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger oh you know i don't worry that much anymore mm. you know that's uh you know the younger me 10 years ago me was like always worried oh you know oh wow this uplifter is not good and maybe the clap needs to be better and i'm like okay just relax it's gonna be fine what would you say have been your biggest challenges so far in your life in life oh wow yeah. um wow you know i think the start was uh you know as a teenager like getting started with music and you know i had to work like uh the job was very a uh, tough job, but I also had to go to school in the meanwhile and had to learn. That was like a tough upbringing, you know, like was uh, was like, you know, but that's good because that, uh, you know, made me like uh, strong mindset. What does love mean to you? <laughs> love means, wow, that's a good question. Well, love in general means just yourself because I feel like love comes from within. I think a lot of people search love from external like oh this person makes me feel really loved but I think that's like a feeling from within you know it doesn't matter about someone else that's a mind state internally last question what do yeah. you want to be remembered for <laughs> wow I don't never really think about legacy and stuff you know um, don't really have an answer for it really no I don't really think about that stuff because yeah. it for me, it doesn't matter, you know, the past is the past and the future is the future, but I'm trying to be, you know, enjoying what I'm doing right now because anything can change right now, you yeah. know? So I try not to, uh, I don't have like a goal like, oh, I wish my legacy would have would be this, you know? That's up to the up to the people, not up to me. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.